Welcome to the ICS with Gabe podcast. We're here. We talk about industrial cybersecurity, the latest happenings in the field, and cybersecurity as a whole. I'll also be providing you some tips and some learning resources for getting into this particular flavor of cybersecurity. So again, sit back and welcome to the ICS with Gabe podcast. Welcome back to another episode of ICS with Gabe. It has been a while. I think the last time I uh, recorded or uploaded anything was back in December of 2019. And look at where we are now. We are in April of 2020. And I think everybody knows what the biggest subject is that's happening right now, and that's COVID-19. So, you know, I'm experiencing it too. I'm work from home. 100%. A lot of my work involves traveling to customer sites, but right now, ain't none of that happening. I am at home in front of a machine and working, gainfully employed, and blessed to be gainfully employed. So it's kind of like a little update with me. Um, But some other things that are kind of new and kind of happened between back in December and now is I think one is um, I think I mentioned that I was going to be speaking at the SANS ICS Summit down in Orlando, Florida, right there outside of Disney World. Um, That happened. Um, I spoke on uh, go to analysis for ICS network packet captures, which is pretty dope. It was a really good experience. And what's so super duper interesting is that that week um, was the conference was the summit. And pretty much as soon as I got back middle of that week home to Toledo, Ohio, I mean, everything with COVID started to happen um, as it concerns wearing masks and watching out and social distancing and isolation. All that happened literally probably the day after I got back from the SANS ICS Summit. But it was a great experience. Got a chance to uh, meet with a lot of people within the industry. was going crazy on Twitter with... uh, and oh, if you guys want to follow me, I'm ICS underscore Gabe on Twitter. That uh, is where I posted a lot of the information as it concerns the conference. So, yeah, it was a really good time. It was a really good time. Good meeting up with people from there. But, you know, COVID has stopped a lot of things. I'm supposed to be speaking at the um, the NSBE, which stands for National Society of Black Engineers, the 2020 convention, national convention. But uh, that actually got postponed. It's looking like it's going to be sometime in August. So we're still waiting to see what the what the um, uh, I guess the notice is on that. So still waiting about that. But, you know, virtual conferences have absolutely exploded. I think SANS uh, is is or the ICS SANS summits. They're trying to go virtual. The last I heard there's even virtual um, certification exams. Right. <laughs> virtual uh, uh, CompTIA. I think SANS might have an offering coming up. Uh, I think Cisco also has an offering. AWS has an online offering. So that's something, right? Virtual things. But even, um, like I'm saying, virtual conferences. I think besides Atlanta was also virtual this this year, completely 100% virtual. So that's been pretty cool. But, um, I mean, not what's been going on is cool, but it's cool to see how organizations are adjusting to this work from home and try to find things to get people involved in uh, the security field, even as COVID is happening. So that's kind of promising there. But, you know, I've just been getting it's kind of been in the lab, getting in my bag as it concerns, just kind of increasing my skill set or even with my organization. We're really working to increase our services offerings for the market coming up 
after the COVID situation. So, you know, a lot of promising things happening, even in the midst of some, you know, some stag, some, some stagnation. So that is pretty much all of the what's new and what's happening with me. Um, oh, and I hope... Hope you guys are liking the new um, intro music. I found something else that's a little closer to my personality, a little bit more upbeat, kind of nice, having some uh, some samples in there. So, you know, I didn't make the beat, but it's something that I think is it's a little more up upbeat and not as, you know, tech generic as my previous two episodes. So hopefully you guys are liking that. Um, so for today's episode, it, and it's a quick one, that's why I'm trying to keep them a little bit under... Um, my previous timings before, um, but this one will be on kind of like that experiential uh, OT, IT experience. Um, I think a lot of times you can hear of the idea of what it means to work in a, a manufacturing or industrial environment, um, but I kind of want to give a little bit of experience. So kind of how I mentioned in episode one. Um, my background is definitely in engineering and specifically before I worked as uh, kind of like a nuclear INC engineer in a nuclear plant, an actual nuclear plant. Right. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of those being developed or being constructed now. Um, but I used to work in a nuclear plant and it was a very it was kind of like my first introduction to industrial control system cybersecurity um, around that time, around 2013 or so. That was a time in which a lot of information was being proliferated about Stuxnet, right? We were getting more and more information about what actually happened in this um, nuclear facility in the Middle East um, that was cyber related. Um, and then as I was there transitioning there into a nuclear plant right outside of Detroit, Michigan, called the Fermi 2 nuclear plant. Some might know. Shout out to Fermi. Um, as I was transitioning to that plant, we were getting a lot of information as it concerned Stuxnet and pretty much... I think I've said this a couple of different times, but pretty much Stuxnet has definitely changed my life. I'm coining that phrase. Stuxnet changed my life. So as a result, as I was getting an introduction to this particular plant environment, um, I was gaining more and more understanding and information as it concerns cybersecurity in the context of an industrial environment. And it, I have to be honest, uh, it sucked. It absolutely sucked. It was not a fun experience. I mean, I was coming from college, not not too long. I graduated from college maybe a year and a half, two years before that. And this was a very regimented, um, kind of like you were going back in time. I don't know if you guys have ever been inside of a nuclear facility, but a lot of the infrastructure, even the lunchroom is probably from, you know, built in the 70s early 80s or so. So it was just an environment which was not very conducive to, uh, as I, for lack of a better term, a millennial mindset, right? We were not, I, I could not conceive this place in my mind until I got there. So, um, so kind of just with that ambiance and the overall area, it kind of was like an older type of feel to it. And at least not necessarily older, but before my time, at least. So that was one thing, how everything looked, but two, how people acted, right? It was very, like I mentioned before, regimented. So if you guys have, again, ever been in a nuclear facility, everything, probably everything you do has a procedure associated with it. Um, what side of the plant can you walk in or what areas you can't go in and not go in or even people, right? People, there is a 
it's a program for um, to be able to monitor all the internal employees to see their fit for duty or their readiness to work. Right. If your supervisor noticed that you were dozing off um, at your desk or maybe you seem a little bit off, they can actually ask you to go home. Right. Because everything in industrial manufacturing facilities, especially within nuclear, is surrounded by safety. So if there are any weak links, if individuals aren't producing or acting in a manner that is predictable and solid, then they can cause other individuals safety concerns. There can be safety concerns in the work that they're doing. So a lot of the nuclear facility, industrial facility is like is like that. Um, and probably the worst experience and the worst time to work in a nuclear facility as an engineer was that time of what you call an outage. So in nuclear facilities, these are called refueling outages, which is pretty much bringing in new fuel and moving around the old fuel in the nuclear reactor into the spent fuel pool. So that's where all of the used or um, replaced nuclear fuel is stored in a spent fuel pool. And then they are bringing in new fuel to put in the reactor so that it's able to run efficiently, and for a longer period of time to make it a simple concept. Um, so during that time, a lot of areas in the nuclear plant are open for business. So this is times for upgrades, for replacements, software changes. You're pretty much doing work in places and areas that you couldn't previously access before the outage. Because what happens is that the, the, the nuclear core, it's shut down. So right now you aren't generating electricity. There is no steam cycle. The turbines aren't running. Of course, things are running to keep the keep the reactor uh, vessel um, um, cooled, right? So water is still running. Things are still being cooled. But a lot of places are accessible at this point. So what happens with, because I was on like the engineering support team. I mean, we're pretty much some of the first people to go in there to start to investigate different areas of the plant for fitness, to see if things have been leaking, to see if things are broken. I mean, it's pretty much the time where you go in there. And I guess the suckiest time is going into that facility and knowing that I had to be there six days a week for 12 hours until that plant was back up and running. Because during that particular time, we're buying electricity from other uh, providers of the grid, right? We're, we're, we're losing money day by day. But during this time, I got to be there six days a week, 12 hours a day, and pretty much up, awake, and ready to address any type of engineering issues within the scope of my work. So it was a very interesting experience. But I think another interesting thing, and this is going to be my last my, my last point, is the whole idea of that OT, IT personnel um, kind of uh, engagement, right? When there were the IT people, the corporate IT people that came down to the plant to try to understand and investigate things or work on different projects, because we were owned by a larger energy company called DTE Energy. So there were the corporate cybersecurity IT people that, or the engineers that would come down to the plant to try to understand what we're doing or try to coordinate on some type of project. It was like the idea and kind of recognize it now and it's not a good idea right because we need to coordinate but the idea that a lot of us had was that here comes the corporate people in their cushy desk um coming down from the mountain to engage with us lowly plant people right that was kind of the feeling or at or 
or at least that's the feeling I have. I can't put that on anybody else. That was the feeling that we had. It's because, you, you know, day in and day out, we're walking around. We're wearing jeans and polos and hard hats and all types of PPE gloves and glasses. Sometimes you go into certain parts of the plant, you have to dress down, which pretty much is like that that white thing that you see of that, that white suit that individuals use to go into certain parts of the plant. That's that's what we had to deal with. But they're able to go in these, these their, their offices, sit down with air conditioning, and, and it's very a comfortable environment. They have good food and good atmosphere, right? But when they came down to the plant, there, like I said, there was a mentality that we had as it concerns these people. But it's 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 crazy because now as I'm working in consulting, I'm seeing the necessity of those two groups needing to be in concert more than ever. The IT people from energy companies need to be shaking hands and in coordination with the people within the OT environment, the people working at the plants or the manufacturing, because really, I mean, nothing can go forward. The security of these organizations and these environments can't occur without coordination between those two teams. So even though I know I had that mentality, and again, this is experiential. This is all experiential. I am being honest here. We did not like when they came down because we thought that they were going to come in and break something. They, we thought they were going to come in and change something up within our plant processes, quote unquote, our plant processes that would mess up our work and make things harder for us. When in actuality, it would have been best for us all to work together, for us not to try to find areas of, I guess, rubbing one another's area. Nobody owned anything. We were all working towards uh, the the objectives and the scope and the pretty much critical path of the overall energy organization. That's pretty much generating electricity so that the organization can earn money, right? So that was kind of the idea behind it, but I'm just giving you the the, the experience and my experience with it. I don't think everybody feels this this way, but um, I think it is a, pers- a perspective. So just wanted to kind of start off with that as I'm Gonna try to be more and more uh, consistent with putting out content, but that really is the experiential ICSOT uh, experience within a nuclear environment. And again, I just want to thank everybody for attending, being patient. If you're listening to this, thank you for being patient and coming back to listening to episodes. I'm looking at so kind of the third section and the last section is kind of forward thinking or some things that's coming up. I want to look at getting some interviews because I get tired of talking all the time. Um, I think my perspective is a great perspective. I like my perspective, but I think other individuals' perspectives will be really good to kind of give a larger picture and a big picture of ICSOT security or just cybersecurity in general. So thank you for coming again. And uh, I'm looking forward to putting out something as it concerns interviews or just other individuals' experiences. Okay. Well, thank you and come again to ICS with James.